Here I go again Same old bar, same old friends It's just my place for security Place like home friends like Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Patrick Lally Show podcast. As always, we are recording live here at the Full Circle Book Co-op, the your uh, conservative, communist, left-leaning, libertarian bookstore and cafe at 123 West 10th Street. Uh, and we are very fortunate, and you've come to this podcast on a very good day because not only are we in the Full Circle Book Co-op, we have the co-founders, co-owners of the Full Circle Book Co-op with us today. Uh, and uh, we'll, we're going we're gonna to get into all that in just a second. And we also have Thea Miller Ryan with us uh, from uh, Ollie and we'll, the adult. Well, yeah, well, we're going to talk about all that stuff, <laughs> stuff here in a minute. But I want to introduce everybody before we get started. First of all, on my left, you people can't see anything, but on my left, uh, Jason Kurtz. He is uh, one of the co-owners of Full Circle Book Co-op. Yes, I am. Hello, hello correct and i even used your correct last name right yeah absolutely i always want to call you and i hope i don't uh, embarrass this person when i say this i always want to call you jason troxel which okay this is just a guy i know <laughs> who lives in madison who's about six eight and oh. he's a runner well God, that, you, that is you, not me no similarity <laughs> no. whatsoever but whatever i think jason i want to say troxel oh, so man. my apologies if, if at any point in this podcast <laughs> i'd call you troxel i pledge to you i'll go back Clip it out where I say <laughs> Kurtz and put in where I say Trucks. Uh, to his immediate left uh, is Sean Lidster, also a co-owner of the Full Circle Book Co-op. Uh, Sean, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, we're going to get into the accent later. Just, okay. just don't worry about it. <laughs> we'll get into the backstory. And, of course, my old friend Thea Miller-Ryan. Hi. I'm so glad to be back. Thea, uh, well, you were all guests on uh, the... Uh, short-lived and semi-beloved radio program. Yes. Um, uh, you, uh, Thea, actually had a regular segment. I had a spot. You yeah. had a spot, and it was Talked killer. a lot about meat. <laughs> yeah, different things, different animals that are, are or are not edible. That's right. That was sort of our shtick. It, it was. I'm glad it you is. remember that. And we also once had your dad on the show. Oh, my gosh. That was that was the best day ever. It was really good. And we're gonna, kick. Um, we're going to, and I don't, we're going to talk about something we were never able to talk about on the radio show. Okay. And that's that's our tease. That's good. keep we're going to keep people staying with us. It was not able to talk about it on the radio show because of circumstances at the time, but it's very important. So stay with very. us. Um, <laughs> I want to. I, I'm, I got the the full circle book club guys on here because I want to talk about. You guys have been in the news. I mean, come on. I mean, being on my radio show was one thing, but now you're in the news. Yep. Um, so uh, I don't know who wants to take this, but. Tell me, you were egged. So tell me what happened. Give me the, the 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 first person experience here, because I'm just I'm getting this from news accounts, and you know those guys all lie. <laughs> well, you know my business partner Sean here was in San Francisco the entire weekend, so he nice. got, he avoided all the cleanup. I saw that on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. He was at the City Lights bookstore, living yeah. the life with the ghosts of the beat poets. Yeah. And, we were here dealing with eggs. And Frozen so. eggs on the windows. Frozen. Yeah. Nice. So basically, uh, it was uh, late on Valentine's Day. So technically, it was the wee hours of Saturday morning, mm-hmm. probably about 3 o'clock. We had some people throw between, uh, well, it was 
Between the two events, it was between 240 and 360 eggs at the front of the oh shop. My You're kidding gosh. me. Yeah. I didn't know it was, that I mean, that's much. a lot of eggs. I mean, we knew that it was, a, it was kind of funny because our, you know, our employee Ben was here at 11 o'clock and he's like, um, we got egged last night. And I'm like, do you think you can handle it? And he's like, I don't know, there's a lot. And then he sent me the first video and I was like, oh, that is a lot. And so then I, you know, put that up on Facebook and basically said, we're, you know, we're upset about it. And then I came down and we spent about two and a half, three hours cleaning that first mess up. And then the, the next night it happened again and, uh, then our other employee, Kat, came in and said it happened again, so I came down right away. And that one was actually a little bit more extreme, and I, it took us about four hours to get that one cleaned up. And I just, I just figured it was a couple dozen, you know, I don't yeah. know. But the, um, so Sioux Falls PD, you know, they got right on it, and they um, used the security cameras at the 10th oh, Street. There are cameras. There is. Oh, yeah. Hey, yes. 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 That was yeah. my first question. Yep. So they got... Uh, the 10th Street ramp, right as you go in, it says you're on camera. And, <laughs> it does, you know, it does. Apparently they are. And then also there's cameras on the corner of 10th and Main on the on the street light there. So they got them going and coming and they saw them unloading these 60 egg flats out of their car. And so that's how they estimated how many eggs were actually thrown because they were, you know, like oh my God. two or three big flats of 60 eggs a piece. Yeah. And then. Well, who... Where do I mean, you this took some those? planning. I don't. Yeah, where do you get flats of eggs? I'm That's, guessing Costco or something like. I don't. I, I guess I don't know either. Yeah, Costco sell them. I don't know. I see them there. So, <laughs> so we're oh, these, we're talking about punks, right? Yeah. Yes. They were. There were five minors and one kid that was 19. So and still in school. So essentially, they just kind of all. Oh, wait a minute. These, these people so. have been busted. Yes. They. They were. There were six people. They were on video. Their vehicle was on video. So of course, the officer in charge, the detective in charge, just called them up and said, "Hey, we got you on camera doing some <laughs> stuff. I'm going to come visit with you." And then that's basically how it went down. So I, I said this when this first came <laughs> up. I mean, uh, you know, we were talking about cameras. I'm like, "There's got to be. Ca there's cameras everywhere." It's hard to be a criminal these days. Yeah. I mean, you're gonna get caught, so don't do it. Right. Yeah. So you, the, so they're busted. What, what's good? I mean, it's not obviously. It's not as it's, what's it, vandalism. Yeah, it's it's a it's a minor um, a minor offense. I think they. Uh, I, I actually I shouldn't say because I don't remember. But there was right. about four things that they could have been charged with, and I think they got charged with one of them, and they're all misdemeanors. So. So, but they should more than that. Did they force them to come down and apologize? I mean, these these are life lessons, right? This yeah. is what I want to see. I don't think there's going to be any repercussions along. I'm sure that there might be a monetary fine from the city, but because we can't claim that there was any physical damage other than employee wages, and we might have to replace some letters on the sign, but, you know, I mean, it'll be under 500 about between 500 I mean, if I calculate it out, about $500. Yeah. It's, not, less, it's so. not a gob of money, but still, I mean, no. it's not like it's nothing. I mean, that's well, not... Um, on top of it, it was a four-day weekend, and I spent my whole four-day weekend, you know, cleaning up someone else's mess, and then, you know, all the things. So, so um, did they talk to these? I, I, do they know why? Because that's what it comes down to, right? So you had explained this to me. You had just put out the uh, transgender flag, right? Mm -hmm. Is that? Uh, and it's still flying. Yep. So, um, why did you put that out, and how is that related to this? Well. And it, you know, the, the the people were interviewed, and of course, we're not really allowed to talk about it because they're minors, and yep, and we weren't privy to all of the conversations that had happened. But the police put out their statement, and so I um, missed this. Was this widely reported in the mainstream media? Um, I think the Argus picked it up, and that was it. Yeah. Okay. So, 
right. Um, but they were the ones that sensationalized it beyond what I had kind of gone with as well. So <laughs> kind of, it depends on it depends on who you're listening to and what they're doing. Um, but uh, you know, that was essentially it. Is that I knew two of the individuals that participated in it because I'm a high school teacher. Got it. But I didn't know the other four individuals, and you know their motives are you know their own. I guess at this point, they're but, squishy at this point. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, 240 to 360 <laughs> eggs is that? That's a mission. That, <laughs> yeah. That's that's something that you're you know aggressively doing, and uh, and it was determined that they weren't really. There was some uh, what do you call it? Uh, collateral damage to uh, a few cars in the parking lot with a few random eggs, but. Apparently, there's been some eggings around town, and these individuals were not responsible mm. for those because they do have cameras on other places as well. And this and is this, so. let this be a lesson to you, kids. Yeah, right. Yeah. In today's yeah. world, well, that's what I was going for when I was explaining it to people. It's like, well, yeah, they're not going to charge with anything too serious, which is really good because, like, they're young, you know. So yeah. they learn something and just kind of move on from it and just, you know, realize that. Things can get out of hand pretty quickly. Right. You know. The ideal situation would be they had to come down and clean it up. You know what I mean? That's not going to happen, but that's what no. you want to see. Yeah. And that, you know. And uh, <laughs> somebody was saying that uh, uh, one of your former guests, I'm not going to name names, but <laughs> he was he was in here one of those days, and he's like, oh, it sounds like they just need to go in the back alley and get a what's up talking. <laughs> I said, well, you know, you know, that that. He's like, that's how we used to handle it in our day. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, well, we're not really there anymore, but. <laughs> that's pretty good. So um, in the end, um, how, first of all, how, was there a direct connection then to the flag? Because that's what everybody said. Or was it just because, uh, was it something else much more nebulous than that? Well, you know, who knows? I mean, we do what we do all the time. And so whether it was a general animosity towards me personally or towards what we're doing as a shop or, you know, but it just seemed to be rather coincidence that that particular flag was on the front page of every news thing all week long. And the fact that those bills had gotten defeated and everything. So mm-hmm. that was, you know, who knows? I right. Don't, I don't know. But that's that was one of the reasons why, we, especially after two nights in a row. Yeah. You know, I mean. That was kind of uh, uh, a conclusion that was jumped to, but I also said I am a high school teacher, and you know my right. car has been egged in the past. You know? <laughs> so I mean, it's not like you know that's uh, uh, you know I'm not liked by everyone. But you're a goddamn hard ass is the issue. <laughs> that's what it comes down to. Well, after 21 years, you make some entries. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. But. Um, do you take uh, you know we? We like to turn uh, lemons into lemonade here on the Patrick Lally Show. Do you take this as a broader lesson? I mean, it, it got you in the news, which is sometimes good for you in terms of your exposure, but also that you, I mean, your statements at the time were, you know, we do what we do. Mm-hmm. We're going to stand up and, and be counted. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, you know, yeah. that do you take some good... Uh, uh, aspects of this from the coverage and everything else you got to make statements in the news and all that kind of thing yeah i mean it's you know it's i think those initial two videos got a 
uh, collective yeah. 20,000 views or something. 40, 45,000. Uh, 40, <laughs> that's yeah. pretty good. I mean, that's insane. And, uh, you know, and that's without any of the TV stuff and all that. So, and, and this podcast, and, mm -hmm. you know. Well, this um, is huge. But we never, uh, <laughs> it's never, uh, you know, open never seen as exploiting the issue or anything. But, but we, you know, the good stuff we've got from it, I think, is that we've kind of solidified uh, a little bit more who we are and why we do what we do, you know. Um, you know, everyone's welcome here, but that means everyone is welcome here. And if you were in any way prejudiced, then maybe this isn't the spot for you, you know. So that's kind of what we've always wanted. You're welcome, but you're not going to enjoy yourself. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, there's other places for you. But but this is a, you know, this is, for one, for one of a better word, kind of a safe space for, uh, you know, the smaller cultures or, you know, anything like that. So, yeah, so it got the word out. Um, and also the ridiculous amount of outpouring from the community and people wanted to come down and help clean. Um, everyone who would come in the week later was like, oh, we just wanted to come and help you out, you know, or buy a cup of coffee or whatever. And actually where I first saw it was because of, um, of course, right after this fine podcast is recorded is the uh, uh, city council bingo. Mm -hmm. And where I saw it was people involved with city council bingo posting like that's where we have city council bingo we're going down and helping and you know so that was, that was and, the, who, the, and, and in fact they're here tonight um, <laughs> and and so that was uh i mean it was it was a nice kind of community moment maybe yeah well, i don't want to make too much of it but. well that was the thing that i got out of it too because it was very humbling how many uh you know it just reminded us why we're doing what we're doing and you know we did get our share of negative uh, attention as well from that and you know that just reminds us that we need to be here for a reason and so we've had some cat calls on the street we've had some phone calls to the business um, that were you know a negative outreach instead of positive outreach and so um, that's never going to change no exactly you want it to you hope to that's yeah. the goal but it's not going to but by by and large, I mean, just hundreds of people reached out and supported and shared and did all the things. And it just kind of made, it reminded us why we're doing what we're doing. And sometimes you need that. Sometimes you're like, you, when you get dogged down with the in and out of everyday stuff, it's kind of nice to remind yourselves why you're doing what we're doing. So. And maybe, maybe this is the kind of event that does put that mission in people's minds. Like, I want to go there because I want to be around people. I didn't even know it existed. I want to be around people that think like me. Right. Well, yeah, and there's not there's a little bit in the you know downtown space, but you know in the state in general, I mean those four bills were put forward, so you know it's not always the most. And you're talking wealthy. about about bills that were aimed at uh, not allowing parents about I don't even want to get into it, but the no. trans not letting kids explore transgender different right. aspects. It was stupid, and I know that guy. And it's dumb. But at the same time, then, we say, whether it's Full Circle Book Co-op or many of the other fine retailers here in downtown Sioux Falls, who all, I mean, this is, I, I don't want to call it an island in the state of South Dakota, but it's pretty close to an island in the state of South Dakota. Yeah. Where And there are some other fine places out there. But this is, this is a different community. Yeah. Right, well, and I, I talk about all the time. Like I don't care what happens out there anymore. I mean, I know it affects me, but I'm like, tell them to go 
pound sand. And, and it's, a, it's a hard thing, but I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you guys. I'm so happy that you were able to... Be, it's hard for us to know the impact of our actions, right? Mm-hmm. Until down the road. But, but having, taking that stance in a very public way, I mean, it's an egging. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It could have been a Molotov cocktail, mm-hmm. right? But it had that long tail. It reached out, yeah. and I think there's huge value in that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, you know, wish it didn't happen, but it did. And so you just, you know, like anything in life, we just deal with it and make the best of, you know, the good that came from it. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. So, uh, other than that, how are things going? <laughs> you guys have been here how long now? A, over a year and four months. Yep, you had your celebration. So, we, we made it through that crucial first year, so. Yep. And, you know, I've known you guys since you started. Yeah, well, before I, that even. Yeah, I sort of came in contact with you when you were just looking for space, which it took a long time for you to find this space. Mm-hmm. Um, well, technically... <laughs> This was the first space we ever looked at. Oh, really? And it got we got a uh, kind of shifted aside because this is we really wanted this spot. And then we Hydra came in because they, they maybe their business plan was a lot more uh, evolved than ours. Right. So they ended up getting the space, and we looked around for another year and a little year and a half, something like that. Year? Not no, let, about nine months basically, because they got it, and then they had a we took over their lease at oh, the okay. nine month mark but yeah didn't work for them during that nine months we looked at lots like 50 of spaces. spaces yeah Jeez. like but none of them if you want to know anything about available space <laughs> yeah, we could have told you the price the square footage like what was around what was available but this is a great spot mm-hmm. i mean perfect to me course. i feel like it's i don't want to say perfect but pretty close mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's just off just off of the you know the main strip kind of the hole in the wall it's just you know this that sort of uh uh, speakeasy style vibe to it that you know we don't have hard liquor, but uh, <laughs> but you know it's just got it's just got that feeling that we were hoping to hoping to get. Well, and, and the thing with us is you know that it's been our mission since the beginning is to be inclusive to everyone, mm-hmm. and that means handicap accessible. And I can tell you what, you know, thirty of the fifty places we looked at weren't handicap accessible. Really? So then all of a sudden converting those spaces to handicap accessible was a nightmare. Yeah. And so it was like, oh, they're grandfathered in because of downtown or whatever. And I'm like, so what? The whole right. point of the spot we're trying to make is accessible to everyone. And if yeah. we can't, you know, and that's why we're not a bookstore that has, you know, stacks of books on the floor everywhere because all of our shelves are exactly spaced according to what wheelchair requirements are. And our bathrooms are handicap accessible and you can get in our front door without having to go up two steps or whatever yep. the case may be. Yep. And so that was one of the things that we... I mean, there were some parameters that we had on ourselves that really limited the spaces that we could get. Well, it's awesome because you end up with, um, and if people haven't been to the Full Circle Book Club, you need to come down. First of all, yeah, that's where we do the podcast. But <laughs> it's, it's great because it's, it's multiple rooms, right? You've mm-hmm. got a main room with the books and the bar, and you can get food here. I, I call it the, uh, you know, conservative communist left-leaning libertarian bookstore and cafe mm-hmm. there's there's beverage adult beverages there's food um but then you've got this incredible little performance space here where we are mm-hmm. i mean if you, you almost couldn't have drawn it up much better because it's it's intimate you're never going to have a thousand people mm-hmm. right but you could have great events here tell me about what you're doing in terms of uh 
that mix of, of how, how do you make that all work? You should just tell them about Saturday night. Oh, um, yeah, so Saturday night we had a live show, which is our last, the last one that we had um, for uh, the leap year. So that was eight different groups that went on, you know, I, th I think it went on to about 115, something like that. And so it was just an, an, an eclectic, different styles of music and everything, you know. Um, full house, you know, I stopped letting people in, 70 capacity. Um, so that was a busy night, you know. Um, we've started to do a little bit more music. Uh, we've always done acoustic acts, but we're doing a lot more sort of like louder bands. You know? <laughs> um, well, as as we say, you're wedged between the axe throwing place yeah. and the pinball place. Yeah, so the, you bonus, got, the bonus round has hip hop stuff going on all the time. <laughs> over there. You've got nobody you know? to piss off. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then we did you know every other kind of event that you can possibly host. I think we probably hosted it from the the beer and poetry that we do every. Uh, it's a great event. First and third Saturday of the month. Um, we teach classes, and um, Jason, you want to talk about uh, some of the more burlesque stuff? Yeah, yeah, we got, uh, we just happened to start hosting burlesque and drag shows in a smaller venue, and so we've packed the house on the two nights we've had those. and The minor league of drag shows. Well, yeah, you know, because like, like, <laughs> right up the street we have Club David, yep. and they have a huge venue, and so, uh, you know, some of the performers were like, well, we, we want to do this more than quarterly, and so they wanted to do a little something every month, and so now we've tried a, a couple smaller things, and... How's that going? Uh, we packed the house both nights. Of course. And it's, awesome. it's going to be super fun because we're doing a, a drag brunch. <laughs> or no, I'm sorry. It's burlesque brunch. Not burlesque drag brunch. brunch. Uh, it's yeah, a burlesque yeah. brunch this time on, I believe it's the 28th of March. So it's going to be like at 10 a.m. on a Sunday. And I'm just double checking the calendar to make sure. I nope, it's the 29th. So the 29th of March on a Sunday. Um, we're going to do biscuits and gravy and, you know, scrambled eggs. And then that's awesome. And then there's going to be burlesque happening, you know, so it's going to be fun. So, that, I mean, literally a bunch of weird things like we've had uh, Monster Soul Theater Company is coming. They've done three plays with us now, I think. Um, we have uh, a storytelling group out of Rapid City. I saw that. That looks awesome. Yeah. It's kind of like the Moth Hour on yep. NPR, except they, they do a regular thing every month out in Rapid and the the gal that runs it was here and she's like i love your space you know like could we come do something here i'm like absolutely so we signed them up and so they're going to come on the 14th it's a saturday night and uh they're going to bring four storytellers from rapid and then they want some uh open mic folks from the local community to do some stories and he'll so, be here absolutely <laughs> she's got um, she's got some good stories actually I think. you should probably bring her dad Bring my dad. Yeah. Sure. yeah. But it, and it's Can you like get anything into seven minutes? Four to seven. That's what, that's, <laughs> they'll hook him off at seven minutes, apparently. But Not a uh, we do, uh, God, I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, we do uh, the best pub quiz in town. Yeah. You know, like, I've uh, been in that. Second that's awesome. Monday nights of the month. Uh, we do liberal I'm actually libations. in the photo. And, <laughs> you are. There's some, uh, there, there's some shine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> in fact, everybody at that table's got some shine. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's right. true. That's true. <laughs> It's a great event. So um, you, you've got everything, mm -hmm. right? Um, is it, is it going to work? Well, we thought we were opening a bookstore. Yeah, I know. And uh, we looked at the numbers after about eight months and realized we'd actually opened an event space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you kind of, that was part of the mix. It was, right? because so we all, that it was, was part of yeah. it, but it was, the, the goal was always to open the bookshop. You know, mm -hmm. We wanted to run a bookshop, but then like... Yeah, you look at the numbers and even how much time we spend on something. We spend less time on the shelves as, as what we do hosting events, you know, which has turned out to be really cool because that's like 
this has been some of the most interesting events I've ever been a part of in my life, you know. So that's just, it's, you, you, you shift gears as you need to, you know, so. Mm -hmm. And you still have a lot of books. Oh, we have a ton oh, yeah. of books. We yeah. have, I think we have about 7,000 on the shelf right now. Wow. We have about 25,000 in the basement. And then we just got a donation of 500 to 1,000 boxes yesterday that we're going to have to try to figure out how to go pick up. Because you started, I mean, you said you started as a bookshop. You actually started collecting book donations in your garage oh, and yeah. Facebook events. And mm -hmm. I mean, that's where all this, yeah. the roots of it we did, is uh, still in books. We did a couple of pop-up shops at um, the old Exposure Gallery, you yep. know, where we set up an entire bookshop in one night and took it down the next night. <laughs> <laughs> so that Good was, times. That was yeah. work. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's the thing about books. They're heavy. They are heavy. Oh, <laughs> that's why we were like, why can't we just do like balloon animals or something? Like, why? Why did we have every time we go and get one of these huge donations? We love it, but at the same time, you know, it's always like August in someone's second story, <laughs> second bedroom, and we're sweating, and we're like, why did we do this? You know, they're so, in the attic, boys. Yeah, I know. Oh, that was a legit one. We had to go. It was a, a storage facility above someone's garage that was hooked on the house, and you had to climb a ladder to get up to oh it. Oh my and gosh. You were solo doing. That. I was. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Also in San Francisco. Yeah. Oh my god. It was so rough. Uh, before we go, people want to know your story. You, you, you're a teacher. Teacher, uh, Jason, you're a teacher, and, and Sean, mm -hmm. uh, you're Welsh. I'm Welsh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my backstory. How um, did, and quickly, how did you end up here? Yeah, uh, well, about six and a half years ago, um, my, my wife, she studied in Wales, and we met kind of the last two months of her visa thing there, so mm -hmm. uh, she left, and we just thought, oh, we could try it out, you know, it's long distance, it's, you know, this. There's easier things I'm sure we could do, <laughs> which we did for about three and a half years. Um, but it was cool. I got to travel here quite a lot in that yeah. time until the the, uh, the security guys were flagging me down before I even got to security off the airplanes. Um, <laughs> tell me that, yeah, tell me that they researched me and all this. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that is so weird. It, it was weird. It was very scary. But uh, yeah, I got here about six and a half years ago and. Um, Started a nonprofit called the Block Collective, and that's kind of how I met Jason with South Dakota Rights, and that was the start of this story of yeah. this whole place. And so, no matter what happens, it's like your roots are in words. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're both writers. Mm -hmm. We're both, you know, we. Uh, when I wasn't writing poetry books, I was in bands writing lyrics. So everything since I was about fourteen years old has been crafted around words of some sort. So. And it it says something, right? I mean. It says something about our community, and I said we're an island. But it's it's you know we're always trying to be something. We, we're always trying to be as a community uh, something more than we are. And you know what? It's okay to just be who you are. And places like this are who we are. Uh -huh. And and that's what I love about it. <laughs> One of the you know you talked about it, it being a little hole in the wall. Yeah. One, a quote from a customer from last week. He's like, you know, I love coming in here because it feels like I'm just having a beer in my grandma's basement. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not sure if that's what we're going for, but I appreciate the sentiment. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you're here. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see if you still think it's grandma's basement on burlesque night, right? Yeah. <laughs> or drag cool. night, either cool. way. Um, I should mention, uh, you guys, I don't know if you know this or not, this is a sponsored podcast. Sponsored oh, oh. by uh, Northview Bait and Tackle. Oh, you're home you for live bait, dead tackle, propane, propane accessories, U-Haul, storage, 
and high-end dog and cat food. That's Northview Bait and Tackle, just south of Russell Street on North Kiwanis. Stop in for the free peanut and Coke special. For listeners of this podcast, you go in there, you look Staub right in the eye, former dis- or the uh, disgruntled former city commissioner Matt Staub, and you say, I want the peanuts, I want the pop, and I want them now. <laughs> That's the special for listening to this podcast. Uh, also, we have another sponsor, Red Barn Salsa, the finest uh, locally uh, small batch, handcrafted, sourced from their own organic farm south of Lenox. Uh, the Kirsteins, they make uh, Red Barn Salsa available at their house and my house and <laughs> soon other places. But uh, they're, a, a, you know, call me. I'll hook you up. It's, uh, it, 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 is, it is completely organically produced from that farm. And it is, I'm, I'm telling you people, this is fine salsa. So those are our sponsors. We thank them very much. Uh, we're going to come right back. You guys are staying, right? You got nothing, yeah. you got nothing yeah. else to do. We're good. And uh, we're going to talk more with Thea Miller Ryan. I'm here. Who's the uh, the goddess of all? <laughs> the goddess of Ali. All. <laughs> I like that. Too. All the Hindus yeah. speak is <laughs> karma. <laughs> um, we're going to come right back and uh, chat more with Thea. And you know, the, the, the full circle. This is the best one. So hang with us. back everybody to the Patrick Valley Show podcast as I have mentioned many times not enough because we're here at the Full Circle Book Co-op 123 West 10th Street is that the actual address it's just a number okay one it's a great address (laughs) yeah right 123 West 10th Street in uh, beautiful downtown Sioux Falls the best little city in America and uh, we're here with uh, Sean Lidster and uh, Jason Kurtz they are the co-owners of said bookshop and also uh, Thea Miller Ryan Thea um so I mentioned earlier that you uh, were a frequent guest on the uh, semi-beloved short-lived radio program. <laughs> That's right. Um, at that time, you were executive director of the outdoor campus. That's right. Um, how long did you do that? 25 years. Holy buckets. That was a long time. Uh, yeah. And you bailed on gig. that. Yeah, it was a good gig. No, <laughs> because you were there. You were like the, were you the first executive director? Yeah, yeah I helped build the building and get it all you know set everything up created the curriculum all of that yeah well thank you for all you have done for our community <laughs> right yeah it's awesome Love it. it's one of the greatest it is really one of the best spots in our city mm-hmm. it really Absolutely. is I'm, I'm very proud of it it's kind of like a kid to me kind of like yep. i let it when i left it was kind of like letting it go to college you know and grow up and go off why did you leave a couple different reasons. <laughs> um, I thought I thought it was time for me to make a change. Um, the direction that uh, we were being told to go at the time 
wasn't something that I really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. um, there was a lot of uh, things to do with um, the way that we were supposed to teach people. And of course, uh, I had just come off of the tail bounty season and that wasn't very fun. Which, explain that. Um, That's where people bring in. State of South Dakota had a bounty on five different predator animals. If you killed them and brought in their tails, we paid you ten dollars a tail. Yeah, which doesn't work, by the way. Um, I don't know I if totally you know this agree. or not. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I figured you did. Um, yeah, I love science. Science is real. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, on, uh, just to, this is a tangent, but yeah. So let's talk about coyotes for a second because sure. that's one of the predators, right? Mm -hmm. Actually, so, it wasn't in the bounty. Really, coyotes weren't in the bounty, but get out. A predator. Yeah. So what are we talking about then? So coyotes aren't a nest predator. They were talking about animals that were oh uh, because that of pheasants. ate the pheasant eggs. Coyotes oh, eat the pheasants, they don't eat the eggs. Got it. Mm -hmm. So it all becomes about the pheasants. So, what are, yeah. So like what, badgers? Yep, yep. It was, um, let's see if I can still remember. It's been six months. I understand. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see, there was badgers, raccoons. Um, raccoons? Yep, possums. I can get 10 bucks for a raccoon tail? Yeah, skunks. <laughs> and I'm missing one. Um, Possums eat fox, ticks. Red fox. Possums are the best. They're my favorite animal in the world. And I know we talked about those on the radio. We before. did because we were yeah. we went back and forth on whether they're uh, tasty. I, it wasn't even whether they're tasty. I think we were talking about well, nipples. Well, you brought nipples, in, didn't you right? bring in a uh, stuffed one? Or what <laughs> no, was that? No, it was about nipples, but we couldn't really say that on the radio. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so. We had several very uncomfortable conversations, which is not what you expect when you bring in the executive director of the outdoor campus to talk about activities in the outdoors, and all of a sudden you're talking about possum nipples. <laughs> it was possum nipples are so amazing, though. I mean, there's, there's uh, First only of all, nine of them. Well, and they're the marsupials. They're marsupials. And North America's only marsupials, so they're right. in the pouch. They're in the pouch. So the babies just crawl out the birth canal. They're the size of like a bean. If we women had it that easy, OMG, <laughs> that would be so great. So the babies just get this crawl bean out. out of me. Right, <laughs> plop. But there's a, the, so the little bean babies um, go into the pouch, but there's usually thirteen of them, and there's only nine nipples. Oh, so guess what? Survival of the fittest. Exactly. And then they, they latch the onto those nipples and they swell up in their mouth. And then they can't leave until they're big enough, until they've grown enough to let go. That's nature selection. Isn't that just the coolest thing? That's amazing. And so ten, if I brought in a possum, t all because of pheasants. Mm -hmm. ah, that's ridiculous. That is not scientifically based wildlife management. No, actually it's not. Um, you know, ask, ask any biologist that um, isn't scared. For their job, and, yeah. And <laughs> none of those people work for the state of South Dakota. Uh, no, no. So, and going back to the coyotes, and this is what I learned. I was doing some uh, research and, and for a story on um, because I really wanted to do this story. Uh, I wanted to follow one of the state um, uh, predation guys, mm -hmm. you know, who go oh, out yeah. and. and it never happened, but the, the but what I learned was that uh, the bounty system doesn't work mm -hmm. because people go out and kill a whole gob of coyotes. Well, do you know what nature does when you when you put stress on their population? They double the number of pups that they put out if yeah. you're a coyote, and then they get diseases. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it just it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So, you know, all these guys flying around killing coyotes or driving in their pickups and all that other crap is not wildlife management. Yeah, um, it's let me say though, the, yeah, 
Well, the, the guys who, who do work for DFP under um, the depredation programs, they are great guys. They and are. they do things ethically. They do. And they, that's why I liked it because, mm -hmm. like, they would go after particular animals that were causing problems. Right. 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 And you target a population and yep. you can do it right. Yep. And those, those guys know how and they're really good at it. And I'm, I'm proud to say I worked with them. Yeah. And they it's amazing people. science. Yeah. So let's do that instead of this, you know, hodgepodge bullshit that they come up with uh, where they pay 10 bucks for a possum tail. Right. And that's not going to do anything. I, I'm with you. Okay. Well, I'm off. Was, that's a huge tangent. Yeah. That's not a small tangent. That's all right. That was tangential. Obviously, I bit. still feel pretty passionate <laughs> right. about it. I didn't realize that would come out like that. But you still, okay, now we should say this, and we're not even to the part where I, we're not even to the good stuff. <laughs> to yet. the good stuff. You still work for the state, though. I do. So I, I work for USD. Yeah, which, you know, go Yotes. Speaking go of coyotes, maybe this is why I don't <laughs> like to kill coyotes. <laughs> That's right, you're a, Jason's a statey. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing we can do about that. A lot of that. <laughs> Nothing we can do about that. Um, uh, this, so, but you are working for, can you want Sure. To so I, I work for the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, which um, they gave. Ollie. Ollie yep. yep. They gave a uh, endowment that sits at the University of South Dakota Foundation, and that's what supports our program. And so our program is, um, short-term, no credit, no test classes, like college classes for people over 50. Yeah. And people under 50 These can come too. These are my people. Too. Right, right. People under, we're not gonna card you if you if you uh, join and you're under 50. For instance, you wanna come in here, Jason Kurtz, talk about, what are you teaching? Writing. I'm teaching uh, oh, okay. creative writing and uh, awesome. a little uh, genealogy stuff. And yeah, so. So those classes fill up like crazy because well, because it's Jason they want Kurtz. It. It's Jason Kurtz. That's part of it. Get yeah. on board. People want to tell their stories. Mm -hmm. Well, that's cool. So, mm -hmm. Jason, just as, as to, to, to inform our audience about Ollie, you are, uh, as we said, a high school uh, English teacher. You are going to teach this class to help. How many? How many classes? Is it one shot or what are we talking about here? So this, the upcoming one, I believe, is a, it's a three and three. Mm -hmm. I think so. We're doing a, a set of three in March and a set of three in April, and then we also have a one shot genealogy course that's in May. And so um, I usually break it up into a couple things. Like the first session, we talk about flash fiction. The second one, we talk about short stories, and the last one, we talk about journaling. Because as you said, everyone wants to tell their story, mm -hmm. and and one of the or whoever said it, <laughs> it's you're absolutely true, yeah. right? I mean, that's yeah. the thing is, and, and the people want to do it well. Yeah. Well, and that's what's going to happen with your mini moth radio hour. Absolutely, yeah, right? I'm really excited. I, I mean, some of our biggest supporters are from the Ollie Group, and I can't be more, Good. you know, strongly supportive of that. I I, I like uh, the community there, and and one of the things that you know, when you have some leisure time after you retire. Um, I think people really want to take advantage of that and do something valuable with it. And, and writing is one of those things, and, and I'm happy to be a part of it. So That's awesome. So uh, for more, by the way, for more information on that, like not, not just that class, but where do I go? USD.edu slash Ollie, O-L-L-I. O-L-L-I, and uh, fine, fine organization. So you're, what's your title? I'm the director. Director, director of Ollie. Ollie. Mm-hmm. 
I like it's a it's such a it's got such a nice ring to it. <laughs> it Emperor of Ali. <laughs> Emperor goddess. Goddess of Ali. Yep. Oh, goddess of Ali, please deliver me books. You know, I uh, I still have trouble answering the phone though. You know, when you say outdoor campus for, for twenty five yep. years, I still go Ali. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I uh, I still I have I have actually said to people who called me Argus Leader Newsroom. Oh my god! I mean, like, I'm like ah, ah Jesus. <laughs> Muscle memory. Muscle memory. Yeah. Um, so, and what does that mean? What do you do? When you go to work, what do you do? Oh, like today, well, our classes have started for the spring um, schedule. Today I went to, I got to sit in on the class, which is a little bit unusual. We had some people do a class on 5G, what's oh, going on downtown. Yeah. Were they wearing uh, tinfoil hats? <laughs> there, there, were, there were a couple that might have considered it. Good. But, um, but uh, they, you know, they got rid of all of the myths and fears about 5G. Who and, taught it? Um, it was a guy Ball from... Uh, no, no. no. Okay. It was Todd Schluckaway. Yeah, and, sure. Um, Facebook friend. Don't really know him. He's a Facebook friend. Oh, my gosh. You put... Yeah, I can't think of his name. Fowler is his last name. Um, but they're both towers. Wasn't people. he on Mutual of Omaha's <laughs> Wild Kingdom? <laughs> yeah. Actually, I met that guy once. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. God, you see, you've, your stories are <laughs> incredible. <laughs> Not really. This was the, you didn't meet, God, who's the main dude on, uh, we, uh, Marlon Olson. Mar 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 what? Marlon Perkins. Marlon Perkins. Yeah. And then, so you met the guy who was always. I met Jim Fowler. He Jim wrestled Fowler. the alligator. Jim, right. absolutely. Yeah. Jim's out there uh, in the jaws of the largest alligator I've ever seen. While I set up camp. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great show. It was. Them was my formative years. So, uh, well, that's, a, that's a good story. Uh, but. Uh, so yeah, so every day teaching classes. Yeah, we have classes going on right now. And, all kinds and where of are you? We're in Sioux Falls, um, Brookings, Vermilion, and Pier. Oh, really? So we've got simultaneous classes running for three months. Are there any old people in Brookings and Vermilion? Yeah. Okay, good. Really smart ones. Ah, uh, that's true. Yeah, it's it's Granted. fascinating. So Sioux Falls classes are totally different than Vermilion and Brookings. Are you saying the dumb people? I was here? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't mean that. Just there's a there's a lot of retired professors in, in all of those towns, and they still love to teach. And they still have things that they're really passionate about. Um, we've got some teaching about the American Civil War and how it affected South Dakota. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, just it's a huge variety of classes. And uh, so usd.edu backslash Ollie, you can see all the classes. Right. Yeah. Download our catalog. You got a Facebook page? We do. Ollie. Yeah. Ollie at USD. Cool. Um, so... Let's get something out there that you have not been able to talk about. For I, I love Ollie, by the way. Thank you. But I, I want to talk about this because you are, you're famous, and people don't even, but pe but they, but people don't know you, right? That's okay. <laughs> so you are the creator of the Rainbow Buffalo. Accidentally. Yes. But and you couldn't talk about it because you I worked couldn't. at the outdoor campus and. We, I don't want to go too deep into that because right. that's just normal, stupid stuff. Politics. But yeah. tell me, I don't know if you've ever actually told me the story okay. of the Rainbow Buffalo, which you will see everywhere in this community. Right. I love it. Um, okay, so we took turns answering the phone at lunch. And uh, I was sitting at my secretary's desk, and there was a pile of construction paper and a bunch of glue sticks that we were using in some kid class that we were doing. 
and the phone wasn't ringing and I was like, I am bored. What am I going to do? I took uh, construction paper and I just started gluing it together and wow, I made a rainbow, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. You know, mm-hmm. I was kind of excited about that. And then I had this big piece of rainbow paper and I was like, I don't know what to do with this. This is kind of fun and the phone still wasn't ringing. So we had this um, cut machine, this machine that you could um, cut out different shapes. Mm-hmm. And so I went back and by the machine and I cut out an eagle out of the rainbow and there was still a big <laughs> sheet of paper and then I was like, oh, should I do a frog or a butterfly? <laughs> or, <you know? laughs> so then uh, the paper was pretty big and we had this big buffalo one. So I cut out the buffalo and I just thought they were cool. And, you know, kids brought us in pictures all the time and we'd hang them on the windows mm-hmm. at the campus. And so I hung my rainbow buffalo up at the by the front door. And uh, it was seriously nothing more than that. It was me messing around with glue and construction paper. And um, about a day later, I was outside with a preschool class. And this was one that the moms attended with the, with the preschoolers. And uh, taking pictures and talking to the moms, getting their permission to put their kid on Facebook, because mm-hmm. that's what I did. And I think I talked to everybody in the class, took pictures. Class ended, I went back to my office. Not five minutes later, the phone rang. And it was a mom who had just been in the class. And she was beyond belief angry. She was screaming at me in the phone. And she said, you are teaching my children, how to, my preschooler, how to be a homosexual. Oh, said, my God. What are you talking about? Because I had just been in that class. I knew what right. the teachers were teaching. I'm like, what? Homosexuality was not mentioned. Right. That, this was a preschool class, and I think it was about ducks or something. You know what? Oh, <laughs> uh, gay ducks. Yeah, right? Every time, I, I, gay ducks. Yeah. So finally, she was screaming so loudly, and finally she calmed down enough that I understood that she was talking about the rainbow buffalo that was at the front door. Which... When you made it, when you made the original rainbow, were you thinking about the pride flag? No. <laughs> no. I was just like, wow, I remember rainbow order, you know. Yay to my teachers in grade school. <laughs> you were thinking about the actual rainbow. I, I was. The, the physical manifestation of bent light. And, and I was thinking about Roy G. Biv. And I saw some, I, wait a minute, I saw a license plate. Yeah. As I was riding over here, yes. there was Roy G. Biv. Roy G. Biv. You know what that means, right? No. Red, orange, oh, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. Oh, my God. I did not know that. You were today years old when you learned that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he also had a, a University of San Francisco alumni plate. Perfect. Well, so, so he's doing it on purpose. Perfect. Yeah. But yes. That's awesome. Now instead I of accidental. That. He was doing it on purpose on his <laughs> license plate, and you were accidental. Yeah. Well, so Amazing this, story. This so, lady says, take it down. And I said, well, of course I'm not going to take it down because then then I was like, now are you kidding me? Yeah. You got your haunches up. <laughs> I did. I was I was like, of course I'm going to leave it up. Are, no way am I taking that down now. Mm-hmm. Now that anybody thinks that that's what it's about, I'm not taking it down. Like you and your flag. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, she said, fine, I'll call the mayor's office and I'll call the governor's office and I'll make your life hell. And I said, okay. <laughs> do it. My life's already hell. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was, my life was pretty good. Yeah. Um, 
but within uh, just a couple minutes, um, the phone rang, and it and was... just to be clear, you had not made a sticker at this point. No. Okay. No. Keep going. This was just this thing in the window. Yeah. So um, the the mayor's office called, and the governor's office called, uh, and my geez. office and peer called, and at first my office and peer said, we stand behind you, leave it up. You know, we're good with that. Everybody's included at the outdoor campus, which I still truly believe. And... Uh, and then um, apparently the governor's office had a few more words with, with my bosses and peer, and they called and said, we're really sorry, but you have to take it down. This is the Dugard administration. It was, okay. and I, I kind of liked him. I, I'm, I'm kind of sad I, about I, that. I like Dennis, too. Yeah. So, um, so you took it down? Um, nope. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, they, they told me I would take it down, and I would tell anybody who asked me why I took it down that it was a political symbol. And I told, I uh, walked into my staff and I said, here's what's happening, I'm leaving. I'll be back, but I'm leaving. Because I wasn't gonna take it down and I wasn't gonna say those words. I don't believe it's a political symbol and it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be criticized for that just because one mom called and said, I'm teaching her kids how to be gay, right? So um, I left. And I kind of hid because, you know, people know me and the media, lots of people called me and I escaped most of them toward the end of the week. Um, one, luckily, a friend in media got a hold of me because she had my cell phone. And I said, I, just, I can't. I'll be in big trouble. Mm -hmm. I need benefits. I need my job, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, they, she let me go. She let, she let me off the hook. And I won't say who that was because I don't want to get her in trouble. Oh, that's but, fine. But she let me off the hook. And um, I just kind of stayed away from it. But while I was gone that week, um, I gathered a bunch of friends. And I was boohooing all over the place because this was so insane. Mm -hmm. And how could somebody think that? And so my friends all got together. We, we met some, maybe even here. Gosh, I can't remember. We met somewhere downtown. And uh, they, we said, um, you know, let's, let's try to make some good out of this. And so one of my friends is a graphic designer, and she said, I'll go online and I'll buy some buffalo clip art, and we'll make it a rainbow. We'll make it into a sticker, and we'll sell it, and we'll give all the profits to Pride. Would that make you feel better? I'm like, yes, let's do that. So we did, and we bought, we, we each pitched in, like, I think it was each of us gave $75. We went to Sticker Mule online and paid, <laughs> it's a commercial, <laughs> and uh, um, paid for the stickers we got. Um, she sent out a Facebook message that said, I'm getting these um, because of the Rainbow Buffalo incident at the outdoor campus. And before we even got them in the mail, so many people had contacted us and said, I'll buy one, I'll buy one, I'll buy one. They were gone. So How then, many did you do in the initial print? It was like, I think they're a dollar piece, 150 yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so uh, we, we were like, oh, this is way over our heads. This is way too much. We don't, you know, this isn't our, this isn't for us. Mm -hmm. This is this is about something bigger. And so I called Pride and we met with them and we said, if it's okay with you guys, we would like to give you the Rainbow Buffalo. And we paid for the, for the clip art, you know, so it's, it's legit. We gave it to them and they were grateful and they said, thank you. And they printed stickers and Later that year, um, I got invited to the Pride Gala, and they gave $8,000 from the stickers away in 
scholarships to LGBTQ kids. Wow. How cool is that? That's pretty amazing. I know. I'm I'm so proud of that and really it it's made me an activist. I, I it was an accident, but it it's made me that way. And I tell you what, I have met the most amazing people and I will stand up against any kind of legislation or I will stand up. I am proud of proud of that. Do you it's, first of all, that's an amazing. You've, I've never heard the whole story. That's amazing. So thank you for telling it. You're welcome. Second of all, now that you are, an, you're still employed by the state. Yeah. Right, but you're employed by USD with Ali. Does that make a difference? I mean, I mean, USD are you knows get fired about on it. Monday or what's today? Not. Tuesday? Tomorrow? Yeah. Um, USD knows. Um, you know, I've I told them they they knew me before they hired me. And it's not like I'm, I have a Rainbow Buffalo sticker on my car at work. Right. But it's not like I'm, you know, I'm not taking, just like I did with the campus, I'm not taking time off work to do this. You know, if I take time off, it's personal. It's not, it's right. not because I'm, you know, I, I'm not espousing it at work or creating classes and, you know, pride or anything like that. It's, it's not work related. It's Thea. It's me. Isn't that the way it's supposed to be? Like yes. you can work and do your job and still have opinions. Yes, yes. Did right, you? right, guys. One can hope so. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, I, thank you for telling that. Um, do you do you know how many have been made now? Oh no, I have no idea. It's a lot. A lot. I, I see. I, I can't give you a lot of details, but I tell you what, um, we're one of the only places in town that actually sells them. Yeah. Oh. They are five dollars a piece now. Okay. Well, well, yeah. But we do not take a cut. It all goes to Pride, and it goes yeah. to the scholarship thing. Mm-hmm. And we had, I think they dropped off fifty with us about two weeks ago, and we are sold out. Oh my gosh. And so we, as as many as we get, we sell out of them right away. And it's, it's just we. That's just one of the things that we do to help feed the Thank scholarship you. organization. Thank and, you. Yeah. So I mean, it's just it's amazing. We love it. So you know. But it is so distinctive, mm-hmm. like. Because it's a buffalo, right? And you know, we're so connected mm-hmm. to the to that symbol, and the, it just like hits you right away. I mean, and what's amazing about it is that people try and do that kind of thing their entire life. <laughs> you try, and you did it over the lunch hour because <laughs> you were bored. Because I was bored, <laughs> and you made an icon. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think? Do you ever just like reflect on it? Whenever you drive around, you must see them everywhere. I do see them everywhere, and I love that. I take pictures all the time. Mm-hmm. And there's a Facebook page, Rainbow Buffalo Herd, and people post pictures. Two guys that just won Amazing Race Canada. Yeah. Um, it was a couple, two guys, and they wore the Rainbow Buffalo throughout the whole Amazing Race. You are kidding me! Nope. Wish I. I mean, isn't that amazing? <laughs> That's. <laughs> Stunning! I know. You did me, that. Somebody sent me a picture of it. Can I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, see, <laughs> I know Thea Miller Ryan. Yay! I mean, uh, that's a that's most people never do anything like that in their life, Thea. Some something like that was just supposed to happen. It it wasn't me. It was just I don't know what you call it. it I'm not super religious or anything, but it was it was a fate thing. Well, clearly a, you're a heathen. Yeah, clearly, <laughs> clearly, ask my parents. 
That's another show. That's yeah, another that's show. Right. Yeah, bring my dad. Yeah, in. we're gonna have our dad back on. That'd be <laughs> awesome. Um, no, it, it just it just happened, and thank goodness. I'm so I'm thankful it happened. Um, I'm thankful for the person that I am today and the person that other people are today because of that buffalo. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yay. What an amazing story. And, I, and I, I love that you got to tell it right here at the Full Circle Book Co-op, which is, you know, this is here for everybody, right? Right. Um, I love you guys. Uh, <laughs> we uh, at, you know, we're going to have a burlesque brunch. Yeah, at the end of the month. I yeah, storytelling wait. hour on the 14th. That's we great. got... Uh, First Friday coming up, all kinds of fun things happening. It's great. Everybody, if you uh, just come on downtown Sioux Falls, First Friday is a marvelous evening. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter what time of the year it is. Just hang out, walk around. Go. You guys have your events uh, on Facebook Facebook, web page, on the wall in there. Like well, You can find them pretty much anywhere. Just hang, man. Come out and hang. Be part of it. It's good. Also, City Council Bingo coming up here in minutes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the fine events here. Uh, all of you guys, man, this was just kind of, I didn't plan it this way, but it worked out really well. Uh, thanks for just all of you for being here today. Thanks for having yeah, me. I'm going to, I'm going to. Thanks for hosting. I know. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to push Thanks for hosting. Fest here at the table. <laughs> I am going to post the hell out of this. I <laughs> uh, just want to remind everybody we're here most Tuesday nights about 530. Um, I got some bike racing thing coming up in mm-hmm. a few months. Don't worry about that. Uh, go to Facebook. Uh, you know, I don't really have my own. My producer, for lack of a better term, handles all my social media, but you can find it out there. We're here on Tuesday nights. On uh, our Facebook page, y'all. It's yep, all on the all Facebook. Shared. On our events on the Facebook page, everything's on there. What's going on Sioux Falls, you can find yep. it there. Yep. Uh, so, you know, hang out with us. Come on down. It's, uh, it's a great place. So I uh, just want to remind everybody of my sponsors, of course. Of course. Northview Bait and Tackle, your home for live bait, dead tackle, U-Haul, <laughs> propane, propane accessories, and high-end dog and cat food. That's Northview Bait and Tackle, just south of Russell Street on North Kiwanis Avenue. And my friends at Red Barn Salsa, small batch, handmade, organic salsa from the Good Earth Farm in Lenox, South Dakota. Uh, you know, look for more details on that. And uh, always thank you to the Full Circle Book Co-op, your left-leaning, libertarian, conservative, communist bookstore and cafe at 123 <laughs> West 10th Street. Thanks, everybody, for being here. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll be back. This is an awesome, awesome show. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.
So 